Holstein Frisian cows are one of the symbols of dairy farming. Nearly 75% of dairy cows worldwide belong to this breed. However, many Holstein farmers who used to select traits to boost production now struggle with herd health, fertility and cows too large to be efficient. So, how can dairy farmers effectively balance health, fertility and longevity with milk production? And what can you do to make your Holstein herd more profitable and efficient? To take a deep dive into the breed and get management tips for healthier, more fertile Holstein cows, we invited a dairy farmer and a breeding expert to share their experience and knowledge on all things Holstein cattle. Leo Hansen, dairy manager at Herjurme Mois in Estonia, and Anna Driscoll, product manager for Viking Holstein at Viking Genetics. This is the Breedcast produced by Viking Genetics. I'm your host, Tomas La Rosa. Hello and welcome, Leo, Hannah. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Leo, you've come uh, fairly far, shall we say, uh, all the way from, from Estonia here. You moved there in 2015, but yes. before that you you worked with dairy farming here in Denmark. Uh, tell us a little about your experience. What's what's so different between farming in, in Denmark and Estonia? Yes, um, one of the big things uh, difference is the climate. Um, as the winter there can be down to minus close to 30 and and the summer this summer we have plus 34 so it's a very big uh, difference and it's also a bit uh, challenged sometimes what about the, the the milk pricing for instance how is it different there um, if we see it uh, the last uh, six seven years then it have been three cent lower than Denmark but uh, the last year it have been uh, different and, and we see also in Estonia today that the farmers between there can be a difference on 10 cent per, per kilo milk. And that is uh, actually a huge uh, difference. Now, with Holsteins being the grand part of, uh, of dairy farming, what are some of the most pressing challenges that dairy farmers are seeing today? If I can start with you, Hannah. Yeah, I would say um, that many farmers uh, in general has... Uh, challenges with the economy uh, from time to time with uh, uh, fluctuating milk prices and uh, uh, high costs for um, example feed and energy and so on um, and uh, also you mentioned it Leo with the weather uh, could be something that also is a challenge uh, with both uh, drought and rain and uh, yeah to be able to get uh, uh, to harvest good feed for your cows for the full winter, for example. Uh, Leo, what are some of the most pressing challenges that dairy farmers face today? The the biggest challenge uh, uh, we see today, yeah, it, it is for sure the the economic part to make the the animals healthy and and economic. Uh, maybe not only give a lot of milk, but uh, to keep the cost down. The, does the the size of the cow? Play a, play a role in that because we hear from some countries that farmers want smaller, more moderate frame size Holstein cows. Are medium-sized Holsteins a better choice? Yes, it is. Uh, and, and also what I see in Estonian that we have been, uh, the Estonian have been breeding after the, the more American bulls uh, uh, or cows that they get too big uh, and, and of course, they give a lot of milk, but but they are like missing all the 
all what you cannot see. And and a big cow can also be uh, too big. Uh, so a little bit smaller and a little bit more efficient cow. A medium-sized or a moderate-sized Holstein uh, can produce as much milk as a uh, larger Holstein, but they require less feed for uh, maintenance. Uh, so in the long run, they uh, are a little bit more profitable uh, because you have to feed them less, but you get the same amount of milk. Efficiency is, is a large part of the conversation mm. that we have here in, in Viking Genetics. Uh, but obviously, with the growing population uh, worldwide, higher milk and solids production, it's probably the most sought-after trait. And it's why Holstein's cows stand out. It's the, it's the trait that made them so universally loved. What is it that makes Viking Holstein's production more efficient? Uh, in uh, our Viking Holsteins, they con- uh, produce uh, milk with high levels of solids, uh, over 4% p- uh, percent fat and 3.5% uh, uh, protein. So they are capable of producing both a big volume of milk, but with high content as well. Uh, and um, uh, it is uh, more efficient for the cow to produce uh, high levels of content in the milk because it doesn't require as much energy uh, as uh, producing the the fluid part and the lactose in the milk. So that's uh, efficient for the cow. Your experiences, Leo? Yes, it's uh, it's a bit the same, but also to to make uh, a healthy cow because the the healthier the cow is, the less uh, lost is there on the on the milk, basically. As, as you highlight, there is the trade-off between high production and a negative impact on health and, of course, fertility. Uh, how can some farmers navigate this challenge? Um, yeah, we have uh, in the Nordic uh, breeding goal, uh, we have uh, taken that into account. Uh, so we have a lot of focus on the health traits, but at the same time, very high focus on the production traits as well, of course. And that means that the uh, the breeding goal is a balanced goal, meaning that you can make progress in both uh, health and production at the same time, um, just to to even out uh, uh, so we don't get these uh, negative correlations uh, because it is necessary for a, a cow to be healthy and produce a lot of milk uh, to be a profitable in the end. How do diseases like mastitis or lameness impact productivity and profitability? And what does Viking Holstein offer in this regard? Uh, of course, if if a, a cow needs to be treated for mastitis or uh, have problems with fertility, uh, it will decrease the productivity of the cows because uh, a mastitis will probably... Uh, make the cow produce less milk after she is treated. And of course, uh, with the profitability, uh, it costs uh, uh, money to treat the cow for mastitis and you have to uh, discard the milk and uh, you have uh, some production losses. And uh, probably in some uh, severe cases, perhaps you will even lose the cow if she doesn't recover from, from, um, from her um, condition. And uh, yeah, for the fertility with uh, more open days, uh, uh, higher number of inseminations per pregnancy, uh, increase, uh, increased calving interval and uh, cows leaving the herd too early. Uh, so that's also affecting the productivity and profitability in a negative way. And what does Viking Holstein offer in this regard? 
Uh, Viking Holstein can really offer a, a high uh, level of health because we have been breeding for the health traits for a very long time, uh, for uh, uh, many decades, and we have a high uh, genetic level uh, for the health traits. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Viking Holstein can really uh, help to improve your health uh, and the productivity of your herd. We've heard about what makes Holstein cows a staple in the dairy industry. Now, I'd like to tap into into your experience in dairy farming, Leo, to give some give some tips and tricks to to our listeners on how they can make the the dairy herds more efficient and profitable. Just to give our listeners an idea of the progress that Leo has achieved, when you joined the farm in 2015, the milk yield was approximately 8,900 liters annually. And today it stands at twelve thousand six hundred. Can you tell? Uh, can you tell us how you achieved that? It's an impressive improvement. Yes, but uh, somehow it's simple. It's uh, the feeding and the breeding is the main things we have been uh, changing. Uh, uh, to be sure, from the beginning, uh, uh, earlier they have used a lot of uh, different thing, expensive stuff in the feeding operation, but maybe it was not the most efficient things. So we, in 15, uh, changed it total and, and make it simple and make uh, what we know is working. Um, and, and then we also, uh, uh, since have a big focus on the breeding, especially on the health, because that was the biggest issue and, and special hoof health was a big issue. So that was a big focus area. And of course, also um, to make more uh, welfare for the cows uh, by the time. And the last is that we are making a new milk center. So with the rotary, it's uh, quiet and, and teach our workers to be quiet around the cows when they are moving them and all that uh, together do that we quite move up in the milk yield and, and are where we are today. What about the, the breed mix? How did, it, how did it look like when you started? Yeah, but when I started, uh, they crossbreed uh, half of the herd and the second half was uh, Holstein. Um, but they were breeding a bit after the price on the semen instead of what they got. So So we have basically changed and... And as we got a big focus on, on the health traits, uh, and, and and then we are today are breeding on on the pure Holstein with uh, sex semen. Around uh, 20% of our cows uh, get sex semen and, and our young stuff. And, and the rest is getting uh, beef semen. And, and that is uh, moving also to, to a healthier herd. From a welfare perspective, Uh, what are some things uh, that you're doing that you believe are contributing to making the cows happier and healthier? The most uh, important thing is uh, uh, that the people who is working around the cows are quiet. And when we are moving them, it's quiet and calm. So less stress and and, and especially around the calving uh, time uh, that we have made uh, some changes and, and make more uh, space for the cows to, to make more welfare. What about the infrastructure on the farm? Uh, it's also uh, uh, important that, that uh, the less, less we can make the cows work walk around, the, the better it is. 
but but uh, that is a place where we still have some challenges and 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 are working on. You mentioned that you're you're incorporating a rotary into the farm. Uh, what was the system before that? Uh, it, it was a, a old uh, side by side milk piler, uh, and basically that was uh, too small for the animals and the. Waiting area was too small, and they were waiting too long time. So, so all that together make it like uh, better for the cow in the new system. It's uh, what I like with the rotary. It is so quiet and for the workers and and for the cows. But actually, it's going fast. And to to summarize, is there any key advice that you would uh, that you would give to dairy farmers looking to improve their herd? In my opinion, it's uh, easy to breed what you can see. It's more difficult to breed what you can't see. So by that, I mean that it's easy to make a nice cow who can give a, a, a big amount of milk, but it's uh, difficult to uh, make a healthy cow with uh, high percentage in the milk. Hannah, anything that stands out for, from these amazing insights from Leo? Yeah, I really like what you said in the beginning. It's breeding and feeding. And uh, yeah, that's what it's all about, basically. A combination of uh, uh, good quality genetics and high uh, uh, level for, for example, health traits. And then in combination with uh, good management and uh, no stress around the cows. And uh, then uh, you will have happy cows that will produce for many years. And what about the, the breeding strategy? What can farmers do to ensure optimal fertility, good breeding and easy calvings? Uh, of course, uh, to uh, yeah, breed for it and choose uh, bulls uh, that uh, are uh, high in these uh, traits that you uh, want to improve. And uh, as uh, Leo already um, uh, do, uh, he's using a lot of sex semen, and uh, which helps to improve the best part of the herd, and a lot of beef, beef semen, uh, which creates another value from the 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 could cows that are not as good. Uh, so that's a, a really good uh, uh, breeding strategy to to move forward and make uh, high genetic progress. Anything to add to that, Leo? No, I basically agree. And and the the important thing is to yeah, focus on what what your problem is, but do not forget all the other things. Do not only focus on one, but that one you you are missing a bit on your herd. Add a bit more on that compared to to the rest. And our listeners out there can also have a more profitable, trouble-free dairy herd with world-class Nordic genetics. To discover what Viking genetics breeding bulls are available, please visit vikinggenetics.com and browse our selection of Holstein, Jersey, Red and Beef bulls. We've discussed what steps and improvements dairy farmers can make to get the most out of their herds. Now, I'd like to take a look at dairy farming tomorrow and the place that Holstein cows have in it. Looking into the future, in which direction do you see Holstein genetics going? What are some exciting developments that farmers can look forward to? Hannah? Um, yeah, in the future, I think that uh, the um, more uh, climate-related indices like uh, feed efficiency and uh, and uh, indices in that uh, category will play play a much bigger role uh, because it is uh, of importance for 
uh, both the uh, the economy on the farm and uh, also in the long run the the climate. Um, it's uh, the safe feed index is still uh, under development, uh, but uh, when we get uh, um, higher reliability, we will be able to have higher genetic progress and uh, more uh, profitable and climate-friendly cows. So uh, that's uh, really something that farmers can look forward to in the future. Yes, and 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 for for us as a farmer, it's uh, interesting to see how much we can move that, that direction uh, uh, by the breeding because we know that that we need to move uh, be more uh, climate friendly by the feeding and by the breeding so mm-hmm. it's uh, interesting to see the future what which direction it's going with, uh, with the growing need for for more food because of because of growing populations uh, how can Holstein farmers balance the needs for larger high producing efficient herds with the demands from consumers for better animal welfare and sustainability? One thing we can do as, as a farmer, it is, uh, uh, example, use beef semen on, on the cows, uh, breed on the good cows who are more efficient, maybe live longer and, and get, get a longer lifetime on your herd. Yeah, as you say, uh, it is uh, the dairy business is a dual-purpose uh, business, producing both uh, milk that can be uh, converted to other dairy products and uh, meat from uh, from the beef uh, semen part, for example. So it mm. is uh, um, uh, efficient in that way with a dual-purpose production. Feed efficiency, as you were saying. Uh, has become a, a very big part of the discussion involving dairy cows for both dairy farmers and consumers. How do Viking Holsteins perform in feed efficiency and what are what are some of the implications that farmers should look out for when breeding for feed efficiency? That is a thing we are working uh, a lot on and, and also uh, nice with the, with the index on the feed efficient because it, it makes us... Uh, able to choose bulls who are more efficient and and for us as a farmer that is uh, money uh, uh, that is simple and if our listeners out there want to learn more about emissions and other regulations farmers are having to navigate through at the moment we have an episode of the breedcast on the subject featuring a touch cattle farmer which i think you should listen to now wrapping up the the discussion as we've been saying all along holstein cows they are the symbol of the dairy industry, will that still be the case in 30 years time, let's say in the year 2050? I think so. Um, And uh, it is because, uh, I think it is because of their high production. Uh, And we have already mentioned uh, that uh, high production of milk and they can also produce uh, uh, beef from a, a Holstein herd. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned earlier, we have an increased, uh, we will have an e- increased uh, population on uh, planet Earth. So, uh, um, yeah, I think uh, Holsteins will be the dominant dairy breed in the future as well. Yes, I I believe the same. And also, as the the Holstein is such a big population that that. Mm. It's uh, easier to move faster on the Holstein compared to some other breeds who are smaller, uh, especially on those traits here we have been talking about today, the health and and efficiency. Do you have any final thoughts or messages for uh, for our dairy farmer listeners out there who are keen on getting the most out of their herd's potential? 
yeah, I would say again, uh, good management and uh, a good environment for the cow and um, uh, use uh, high quality and high levels uh, of genetics and uh, uh, healthy cows will uh, be more profitable in the long run. If I should add something, then it should be to uh, to focus on on what you cannot see also. Not only mm. on mm. the tweets you can see, but what you can see. Because that is basically the most important in the breeding. Leo, uh, you speak a lot about breeding for the things that you can't see. How does that work in the world of, of genomics? That is the number we can see on the genomics uh, but we cannot see it on uh, on the cow's physical. Uh, we, it's easy to make a nice cow and and uh, cow with a lot of milk, but but what is inside that that we need some help to see and maybe a genomic test on them. And yeah, yeah. Then the genomic testing is uh, wonderful because uh, then you can have an overview of the genetic level of your heifers and the next generation of cows, and then. Uh, you know what to breed for and what to improve, uh, and uh, it is a tool to get higher genetic progress in those uh, traits that you cannot see. Thanks for joining us on the Breedcast today. We've examined the Holstein breed and why it's so dominant in the dairy industry. We also discussed management tips to help farmers make their herds more efficient and profitable. If you want to learn more about Viking genetics, our dairy and beef breeds, get tips and tricks from breeding and management, and much more, please visit our website, vikinggenetics.com. A huge thanks to Leo Hansen and Hannah Driscoll for sharing their insights. A shout out to all of you out there for listening. If you have an idea for a topic in the world of dairy farming or cattle breeding you would like us to focus on, please visit breedcast.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. You've been listening to The Breedcast, innovative breeding in your ears. I'm your host, Tomás de la Rosa. Please join me in the next episode as we continue diving into the world of dairy farming and castle breeding.